Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And we have a guest today, Beth. We do. She's not really a guest. I know. I think the same thing. I'm Linda. There you go. (laughs) Right. Thank you for inviting me back. She's um, always welcome at the table. I think uh, back when we were discussing this whole podcast format, I believe I said to you, Linda, would you be available to join us? Mm -hmm. And you told me then that you thought that was going to work. Yes. And I'm really glad that today you and I get to be at the table together because... Well, you know what? Linda's my hobby, and you don't know what that is, maybe, but let me just tell you, it's a friend that uh, walks with you through all kinds of seasons of life that you didn't see coming. Yes. Um, the good, the bad, and the a ugly. Lot of, a lot of things. Talk about them. Get yeah. them out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. So, so Linda, I'm so glad you're here at the table. And by the way, that word hobby is taken from a Hebrew word. Um, Javier, I believe. And um, in the book by, uh, it's called Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, and the author's mm-hmm. name is Lois Verberg uh, or something like that. I can't even pronounce it correctly. She talks about how the, um, the Hebrew students would have that rabbi teaching them, right? But they were always told to make sure they had a Javier to do life with and to walk together as they were learning these lessons. Mm. And it was in reading that book, I remember saying mm-hmm. to Linda, you know what, the, the female um, derivative of that word is hobby. And I, I do believe I got myself a hobby. <laughs> We've used that word ever since. We have. Yes, we have. Truly, mm-hmm. we have. And we have been through um, a lot of life's lessons, some of them just Mm -hmm. so incredibly wonderful that, uh, oh, I think about the celebrations we've had, but some of them very hard. And Linda, I'm so thankful you're here at the table today because really, I think the title of this this podcast (coughs) needs to be Life Interrupted because life doesn't always go the way we think it's going to go. But it's what we do in the midst of those disruptions or interruptions that um, can make or break us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, get yourself a hobby to do life with mm. because it's in those disruptions of life that you really need that person walking beside you and encouraging you when when you are oh so discouraged. So, Linda, um, I just have to think back. I'm trying to think when you and I first met. I know. Okay. Uh, I'm raising my hand here. I know. It was at a, I've heard this story a few times. Okay. Um, and I'll probably get some details wrong, but it was uh, through church in a financial class. Look, you're nodding your head, right? Mm-hmm. And That's you, right. Um, you were, you both were at the class. And I remember Beth, you saying that you, when you found out what um, Linda did as a profession, it sort of, you know, you were a little overwhelmed, but after you met her, it was a whole different story. Well, and you know what? I met her first. I, I just knew that I had Linda and Kevin at the table with me. And um, so we did life, and I got, I got to know her. And then I think later someone told me, oh, yeah, she's a judge. And that's when I went, oh, 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 what? I don't remember that part of it, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that part of it. And I was overwhelmed because that was in the years of my life that I, that I really wore a cloak of insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's been... I don't know, 15, probably 15 years that we've known each other. Sounds about right, yeah. But God in his wisdom knew that that I needed Linda in my world, and I mm-hmm. 
I, I guess you needed me in your I world. absolutely still do. <laughs> absolutely still do. So we, we have been through a lot of um, great times and some hard times. But today I want to talk about an interruption that happened in your life, Linda, that none of us saw come in. Yeah. It's been about three years ago, over three years ago. Three now. years, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a call from Linda's husband saying, hey, um, Beth, we're up here at the hospital and Linda's had a stroke. Oh, I, I, was, I was standing out on my porch that we love to sit on mm-hmm. and, and have coffee and just um, catch up on life together. And that day I heard news that um, rocked my world. And, and yeah, and here we are three years later are, yep. and so much to be thankful for. But yes. Linda, I, I would like you to just to tell our listeners today, um, give us a little... I don't know the the how life was going right up until that point, and uh, whether you felt anything coming on or just you if, mean physically. Yeah, well, just looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. They say, looking back, can you say, yeah, I should have known that was going to happen? Well, this is going to sound really, really weird. For a while, I had the feeling that something was going to happen. Hmm. Not physically, I was healthy. Um, the doctors still look at me and shake their head and go, wow, we didn't see this coming Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just sort of had that uh, inclination. And Mm -hmm. I've never told anybody that before, Mm -hmm. but I I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was a little sense of, well, inclination, was it a preparation? Were Were you preparing your mind for, okay, there might be change coming? I wouldn't say that I even thought about it that much. Mm-hmm. I just had this little foreboding mm-hmm. uh, feeling that something was mm-hmm. going to happen physical like that. Interesting. Yeah. So as I understand it, and I wasn't there, I just mm-hmm. heard it later, you drove home from work that day. and From the grocery store. Oh, okay. And when you went to get out of your vehicle. Well, you know, we have a real long lane back to our house. I just pulled in the top of the driveway, mm-hmm. and my vision got brown. It was like someone pulled a shade down. And I thought I'm either having a stroke or I have a detached retina because that mm, happens with a detached right. retina too. Right. Got down to the end of the driveway, which is like half a mile long. At that point, I couldn't move my right side. I uh, was able to call uh, for an ambulance and able to tell him, you know, they said, okay, tell us, uh, you know, we'll contact your husband. And I told him, I said, call my office and tell them to so they know. And um, got out of the car. I don't know why I did that. I have no idea. But I got out of the car and, of course, fell. And just it was a nice day, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And I just laid there in the grass till the ambulance got there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, laid there and looked at the sky and just thought, um, I'm not, you know, I wasn't distressed, and I don't know why. I, I guess it's because I was so conscious and I was so aware of what was going on, and I was still able to do what I needed to do to help myself. Mm-hmm. Um she wasn't distressed, and she doesn't know why. Uh, uh, several years before that, Linda had um, kind of a strange occurrence. In what was that? I think you were in the Outer Banks. You got caught in a riptide. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. too. Happened. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as she was retelling that story to me, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same thing. She wasn't <laughs> distressed, and she doesn't know why. And as I listened to that story, I thought, well, you weren't distressed because of your faith. You Well, now... Out in the ocean, I was scared. I was really scared because I was afraid of the drowning part. Okay. I wasn't afraid to die, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but I wasn't afraid of that. 
but our daughter was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to watch me drown. Um, Kevin was out there with me. Um, so I was afraid of that part. So I'm not, you know, without. But, but as she's telling me this story, I'm like, and did you think about the, the sea creatures, the sharks you know and I all of that? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. some reason, I did not. So I would tell you from... 30 feet back or 300 feet back, what I see in Linda is a peace that passes understanding. And so recognizing that emotion of fear, um, afraid of the drowning but not afraid yeah. to die, that is because of this incredible faith of, of this woman sitting next to me. And the same thing happened in the midst of the stroke three years ago. Um, you know, the... The reality of what was happening was so very real, and there were there was just all kinds of emotions going on. You know, it's funny. I, I remember getting out of the car and falling, but I sure didn't feel like I hit the ground hard at all. Hmm. And I told another friend of mine about that. I said, you know, it's like somebody laid me down on the ground. That's exactly what it felt like. Hmm. And she said, Linda, somebody did. Yeah. Hmm. Right. And that is, in fact, what it felt like. I love it. So, yes, we journeyed into the next yes. coming days and months um, mm-hmm. knowing. I remember, actually, I have it marked in my Bible. If I turn to Psalm 3-3, I remember texting you and uh, just telling you that I was praying Psalm 3-3 over you. And I personalized it. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about Linda, mm-hmm. her glory and the lifter of her head. And I have it dated here, Linda, June 1st. I have to mark that in my own Bible. Yeah. And that was my prayer for her throughout all of this. Lord, I know you are a shield around and about her. I pray that you would just continue to lift her head and that she would keep her eyes on you. Um, and, and so take us to those first few days, weeks, months. Um, when you think back, what was the overwhelming emotion? What was the greatest fear? What was the greatest hope? In the beginning, I was just numb. Um, I knew enough medically to know, you know, when you have something like that happen to you, they don't, doctors aren't always that good about telling you things, partly because they don't know. Right. Because um, I got so tired of people telling me, every stroke is different, we can't tell you, but they were right. Uh I mean, it really is. And how well you get depends on how well you work at it. Mm So I just was numb for a while because I had been healthy all my life. My husband and I both and our daughter had always been very healthy. Um, Everything was going fine. You know, work was going great, and um, I liked what I did, and I just didn't have a complaint in the world. And then I got the floor kicked out from under me. Mm -hmm. And I can look back on that and think I really know, well... I don't know if God makes those things happen, but he allows them to happen for sure. And I can see what he did with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot. Just You're just everywhere. Your mind is just everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for, I don't know how long it took now, but for a while, you know, obviously I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up. Um, couldn't use my right arm or hand at all. And... Um, just got in right away to the physical therapy and things I had to do and it took a while for those things to come back Mm -hmm. but it did and I remember you brought me a little plaque I still have it up in the bedroom at home it says uh, she thought she could so she did Mm -hmm. now here's what I want to say about that 
if I were artistic, I would take that plaque and I would re- redo it, I'd paint over it, and what I would write on there was, they thought she could, so she did. Mm. And that's the reality of that, whether mm-hmm. it was you, well, a lot of it was you, um, other friends, or the professional people that I worked with. But Cheering it was, you on. It was you. life mm-hmm. upended. But, but what I saw in Linda, and I kept telling her, you've got grit. There's a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth, I believe. And um, everything in that book points to this spirit of, I thought I could, so I did, I will. But it's the grit that comes from the grace of God in Linda that gave her this this willingness to trust what other people were were pouring into her a hard worker oh my goodness um yeah we'll give the stats on where you're at in physical therapy today how long is that plank now 60 seconds two of them i can do two of them for two, 60 seconds two 60 second planks <clears throat> yeah okay well we'll talk about that later okay. <laughs> But I, I just remember those those first days with Linda and where, where her mind was going to, that looking to the future. Um, her daughter was getting married in three months. Yeah. Uh, so there were things along, you know, that that line that were like, oh, my. And it wasn't the, the planning because Emily is so very capable. She's had two parents who poured into her, and, and this young young woman knows she and can I, handle life. And I knew I had uh, some other friends that were helping with the wedding anyway. Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew without a doubt that they were just going to step in and do it for us. You were which covered. Which they did. Yep. You were covered. Mm-hmm. But it was about, um, okay, how am I going to be able to be there? Mm-hmm. Because your body had just betrayed you in, in, yeah. in every way. Uh, just so many of those little details that seemed yeah. overwhelming. And yet, uh, I, I like the way you said they thought she could, and so she did. Mm-hmm. And yet she continued to listen to the voices around her that were speaking truth and life into her. Because, Linda, at that point, you, you had a decision to make. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten stuck. Could have. You could have, um, you, you could have just said, I can't. Mm-hmm. And you could have given up. But you didn't. I, I have to, I can say that I never thought about that, mm. about giving up. Mm-hmm. She she continued on, and week by week, just, I don't know, by God's grace, I was at her original assessment. I don't even know why I was there. I shouldn't have been there. Um, I think you asked me to bring our dog down because he was a comfort to you. And so I, I went to see her and, and brought Griff. Griff is the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's the emotional support dog. Griff has always been a gift from God for me, and I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, Beth? I know. We were just the foster care home for him while everybody else got abundantly yeah. blessed by that dog, yeah. and that's a story for another day. And there are stories within Griff being with us that, yeah, it, it are just pretty amazing. But with Linda, I happened to be there on day one of the assessment at the at the. Oh, was it Park Village? I think. Right. I remember. Yeah. Right, and I saw what they were asking to do, and I saw her desire to do what they were asking, and I saw her inability. And in all of that, um, I also saw the physical therapist and her response to those things that that weren't 
Mm. That weren't what they used to be, that weren't what we hoped they would be. But instead of dwelling on that, she looked for the thing that was. Mm -hmm. And it was when she got back to your shoulder that she felt that movement. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, great, we've got movement here. We got something to work with. She was such an encourager. Mm -hmm. And I I look back to that, and, and I think that's such a great lesson for all of us when we are doing life with someone who has had life interrupted in a major way, or when we are the one who has had life interrupted in a major way, at some point we have to acknowledge what is no longer, what has been taken, what is what we've come to depend on that is no longer there. But where we have to dwell is on what we still have. Hmm. In Linda's case, um, it was her faith, her family, the my friends. the the friends and the medical uh, experts that were all around her. Um, but that therapist had a choice too. She could have said nothing, but she encouraged. Mm-hmm. Friends encouraged, and then there was your sweet and wonderful husband. Yes, yes. Uh, every once in a while, Linda would voice a fear to me, and most of them I I just would listen and. We would talk through, but I remember one day uh, a fear that you voiced to me was that, you know, my daughter's going to be getting married, and there's going to be a wedding and a reception, and I've always dreamt of dancing mm-hmm. with Kevin at the wedding, and I'm not going to be able to do that. And this was a this this was such a it was huge on your heart. And I remember calling Kevin when I left that day and saying, okay, Kevin, we've got, we've got a fear here that I don't quite know what to do with, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about it. I don't know if she's mentioned it to you. And uh, he listened, and he said, oh, she's going to dance at the wedding. And three months later, uh, those of us who were in attendance at that reception saw what love is as Kevin picked her up, out made of, me stand up out of the wheelchair. Out of the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. And he danced her across and around that floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a, a beautiful reminder of even when we think it's all been lost, God has put people in our lives to um, lift us up mm-hmm. when we can't stand and bring us joy in the midst of the hard places. But we have to be willing to receive what they're offering. That's true. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, Linda, um, life interrupted. Mm-hmm. It's been a different um, three years than yes, maybe you would have thought it would have been on yes. May 31st of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to bring us up to date on where you're at today? Well, uh, last, no, this, yeah, last March, no, last February. Mm-hmm. This past February, I retired from my job. So, I was a judge for almost 30 years. 25 or 30 years so I've retired from that now so now here I am (laughs) (laughs) and you know the stroke was disruptive and I know you sort of forget you know once you get past things but this retirement feels more of an upheaval to me than even the stroke did Hmm. the stroke did feel like a big interruption but Pretty quickly, I started to recover and started to get better and had a lot of people cheering me on where that was concerned. So that was 
That was just different. Mm -hmm. Now, this was an ending of something I really, really loved. Mm -hmm. And life is completely different for me now after retiring. And that's the thing, really, that's a big upheaval for me, right? I'm, and I was really surprised by that. Mm -hmm. I uh, heard this story and uh, from Linda. And I think... She's heard a lot of stories from me that she better not be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ahead. there's a couple I won't mention. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, but here's the thing. From my perspective, as I said, 30 feet or 300 feet back, I'm sometimes, you know, um, I see God giving Linda, I, th I think with the stroke, uh, she constantly had goals mm -hmm. she was working towards constantly. Her mm -hmm. And her job was such that there were always things to be thinking about ahead. Yeah. Okay, if I do this, if this, you know, everything had these projected outcomes. And, and now I'm speaking to Linda and to everyone who might be listening who are in those retirement years. Um, the projected outcome. Uh, Missy, we haven't heard your voice, but I think we've talked a little <laughs> bit about this before, about these retirement years, this yeah. season of life that uh, is so different. Mm -hmm. You go for so long looking to the future and thinking ahead, 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 and suddenly you're at a place where you're like, there's more years behind me than there are ahead mm -hmm. of me. And uh, and as Linda said, it's not it's not a fear of the future. It's just this. Um, it is the lack of purpose or goal, mm -hmm. or uh, and it's not even motivation. I don't know what to call it. It's just different. It's just different. And uh, you know, you're so used to. For me, I was so used to keeping you know eight balls in the air mm -hmm. all day, and now you know I don't do that. And it's just and I and I enjoyed it. You know. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like crickets. <laughs> That's yeah. the best thing I can think of. It's just yeah. like crickets now. Mm -hmm. Such a change. Yes. You go from one to the other. It yes. Is, yeah. Okay. So I guess where I want to land today is is that place of of crickets. Mm -hmm. That place of the waiting. You know, you're born. Uh, you're, there's constant motion around you. There's people who are loving you and encouraging you to to move on in life, to to learn how to feed yourself, to to go potty, to to read, to write, to get along with others, to to go, to go, to go. And and I believe at that point in our lives, we're so busy going that um, how many kids do you know that really take the time to just be still and know. Mm -hmm. right we're just always a ball of energy moving forward and then you get out of school and you take on that new job and uh, it delights me when I hear of those 20-somethings who who are being intentional about taking that time to be still to know and and to try to look to the future knowing that it's only with with God as their leader uh, beside her and behind her, you know, as God uh, surrounds them and as they immerse themselves in him, that they are going to continue to, to pursue the path that he wants for them. Then we get caught up in the busyness of life in the 20s and 30s and 40s and even 50s. 
And uh, so many of us are just in in the do, run after the kids, run after the grandkids. Mm -hmm. But then we come to this place where I think we call it the empty nest syndrome. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't had life interrupted, it's coming. It may be, as Linda had, a stroke. It may be retirement or empty nest can even happen before retirement. It may be something we haven't even heard of. Well, last year was a bit of life interrupted mm-hmm. in the whole issue of, of COVID and uh, the, the isolation that people felt there. But we come back to this place of we have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge this season, whatever this new strange season is. Life as we know it has been interrupted. However, what we do know is that even if our as it was for you, Linda, if our fingers can't move at will, if we can't bend our arm, if we can't lift our shoulder, way down deep, there is movement, there is hope, there is life. And so what are you going to concentrate on? And look what that small movement turned into. Exactly. I mean, I'm a little stiff, but other than that, I'm good to go. You are upright and moving forward. Yes. And and there is hope no matter what has been taken from you. I promise there is hope. We're going to come back next week with another time with Linda as we talk about that forward movement even when life is slower or in a different season or field, let's say. But that that slower movement and that being still and that remembering that God is still in control. As we leave today, I want to read Isaiah 43. It says, Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Verse 4 says, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. And that's where we want to land today. Whatever season you're in, if life has been interrupted, or if it's going along at full pace, I want you to know you are precious in God's eyes. You are honored, and he loves you, and his plans for you will prevail. Your part is to acknowledge where you're at, and then not dwell there, but to dwell on the one who knit you together in your mother's womb and who we praise because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what the Word says, but don't take our word for it. Open the Word. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or... Send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. 
Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO.